We got a surprise announcement around a new Star Wars game. I use new loosely here, but let's talk about what we saw this week in Star Wars Gaming. Welcome. 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 Welcome to Uplink. Oh my gosh. KOTOR, a remake for KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic, has been announced, but there are a few core details we need to touch on as well that makes this a little... Uh, a little interesting for the community, and I, I think there's a lot of, of frustration there. Um, but let's let's talk about kind of what was exactly announced first. We don't have any gameplay details or anything like that, but we did see a little bit of a teaser trailer. We have um, this mysterious voice talking about Revan, Darth Revan, and the story around Kotor. Peace is a lie. That is what the Sith believe. They promise power. Now they wield it. We face the greatest Sith in generations. They must be stopped. And it's really exciting to see the team around Aspire. This is rumored many, many months ago. Uh, we had Bespin Bulletin on the podcast to go over this, where he really broke the news many, many months ago. I'd say, I, th I think it's over six now that we saw this news. Uh, but it's crazy to think about and see that we had this kind of leak and rumor, but we didn't know exactly how it was going to work. Uh, we still don't know exactly how it's going to work in terms of the story. Is it going to be a combination of the first game and the second game? Is it going to be a one-to-one -one remake? Or is it going to be a, a spiritual successor bringing in the story around it? I, I believe we're going to see a, a rewrite for sure. Um, we, we have some news around some writers that are involved in the project. So I think what is ultimately going to happen is we are going to see a spiritual successor almost basically they're going to take the things that were great about those first two games and then bring it up into a new light a new level maybe make it canon maybe not maybe make it kind of like this legends experience um not everything has to be canon like it does not have to be canon to be a good story like that's just I think that's the thing that a lot of people are hung up on. Like, it does not necessarily have to be canon to be a good story. I'm just going to say it there. Um, but, who knows? My guess is that we're going to see a spiritual successor kind of taking the idea that KOTOR was all about. Those decisions, the kind of really strong uh, turn-based decision-based game hopefully they take away the turn-based combat because it is i haven't talked about this yet but it is a playstation 5 and aspire and lucasfilm games project so those are the three kind of main studios and we'll get into the controversy around that in just a bit but it's going to be a playstation and pc exclusive no xbox or nintendo switch release 
Uh, but we're going to talk about that in a bit. My expectation, uh, because of the teams involved, because of the heavy focus on console for this game, I believe we're going to see a rework of the combat mechanics. And I believe we're going to see basically the two, definitely the first game, maybe the second game, kind of put in a pot, boiled down, let it to simmer, really concentrated, and then put into a really robust experience. I would be confused if we are only going to get, if it is only the first game that we are only going to get the first game, because I, in my personal opinion, I like the story of the second game better. The first one was groundbreaking for sure, um, but I personally like the story and the expanded mechanics of the second game way better than the first one. So I, I hope that they really bring forward and bring a new type of mechanic and bring that like visual quality. The trailer that they showed was in 4K, which I de- this is specifically PS5. I didn't mention this earlier. This is specifically a PS5 version of the game so it's made for next gen console it's specifically playstation 5 and pc so they are not uh, held back by the i'm gonna put it lesser old consoles um but they can really focus on getting that really strong robust next gen experience without having any of the baggage of the other consoles which makes me even more excited that they are specifically finally giving us that like next-gen Star Wars console experience. And hopefully because of that, they can really tune in and make sure it is not a, a super buggy or super uh, limited, visually lacking experience. And I hope that uh, because of the teams that they've got working on it, I think we're going to see something really, really cool. I think something that uh, will be very interesting to see is the team around this game. Who is Aspire? So Aspire historically have worked on either ports or kind of remasters. This is tech, this is a remake, not a remaster like they've done in the in the past. So very different from what they've done previously. They worked on the Star Wars Republic Commando port for PlayStation and Switch, as well as Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy and Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. They also worked on the Civilization uh, 6 mobile game and Stubbs the Zombie Rebel Without a Pulse. So those are some of the the mainline experiences that they've worked on uh, previously in terms of the games that they have had a hand in working on. And previously it's been mostly ports or working with other game developers, but this is their time to show their chops. And I think this is something that uh, there was a team that did the ports for Uncharted when they brought those to PS4. And they had a kind of a similar pathway as well. They worked on ports, built up their knowledge with IPs, and then they went ultimately to start developing their own games from the ground up. So it's I don't think we have anything to worry about in terms of Aspire. Uh, they've shown their chops about bringing old games, which in some cases is arguably harder than making one from the ground up because you have to carry over the gameplay feel, visuals, and experiences while bringing it up to modern standards in terms of visual and graphic fidelity. So I think they definitely have the chops for it. So overall, I think... This game has a, a bright future, and I'm really excited to see what direction they take it. Now, I want to talk about the 
I think I think it's something with a Star Wars license recently. Anytime there's anything announced, there's a, a tinge of controversy to it. And I, I do think there is some credence and some truth around this. But I don't think it's unprecedented in the, the decision that they made for this game. So what the heck am I talking about? Well, as soon as... As the game was revealed and people saw that it was going to be... They didn't really do a good job, honestly. So they, they, they it is going to be a PlayStation 5 and PC exclusive. But they didn't do a very good job telling everybody that it was also coming to PC. Because, I mean, why would PlayStation really want to highlight that? Uh, they really want you to buy a PlayStation 5 for the Star Wars game. But they did ultimately come back and they on social media said hey yeah this game is also coming to pc everyone don't freak out everyone is going to freak out playstation or playstation has ultimately become i i don't i am a fan of playstation i have a playstation 5 i have an xbox series x i have a nintendo switch so i have all of them do i prefer playing on my xbox to the playstation yes i do but do i still play on the playstation yes of course um i think there is a in the previous generation, PlayStation had had their title for the players. PlayStation 5 comes around. They are not for the players. That is 100% sure. They've made it very clear. They're for the money, which comes with players. Um, that, is, that is the thing. Uh, so a lot of people had a lot to say around the idea that this is a, a console exclusive. And it has happened before. Uh, a Star Wars game ha- in the past has become a, a, a console exclusive. Uh, it's 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 unfortunate considering how large of a, an audience the Star Wars game games are. Huge, huge. Considering the license Star Wars is for everyone. It is for young, old, no matter your your gender, no matter your race, no matter your uh, sexual preference, you are welcome in the Star Wars universe. Like it is a, a thing for everybody. It is a, a place where hopefully you can feel welcomed and you can be a part of things. And when you as Lucasfilm Games make the decision to either make a lot of money from Sony or vice versa to have a console exclusive it, it is frustrating as fans who may not have a PlayStation 5 or may not be in the financial ability to afford a PlayStation 5. It's, it's a rough spot to be. And I, I am not a big fan of exclusives um, because of that, that one point. I think you should really focus on bringing your strength and your power as a platform, making it, as be- make it, make it the best place to play not just because you have console exclusives. And I think that's something that PlayStation is really bad about. And, like, I love PlayStation. I love the console-exclusive games. I, I love what they've been putting out. I'm so pumped for God of War, Ragnarok, and I'm so pumped for all the things that Insomniac are, are playing. But I do enjoy playing on my Xbox a little more than I enjoy playing on the PlayStation because I think the the experience there is a lot better. Now, this is not a discussion on platforms. It kind of is, but not not the direction that I was just going. In terms of the Star Wars brand, and this is not the first time where we are, I don't, I don't know if it's confirmed or not, but it is looking like the Bethesda Indiana Jones game is also going to be exclusive to Xbox. And this was pointed out to many people who were 
PlayStation fanboys were like, well, I can't play the Indiana Jones game because it's exclusive. I'm so sad. Even though, like, anytime they get an exclusive, they freak out and be like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. Ha ha, get Rex, Xbox players. Um, I, I, do, I do understand the point. There is a Lucasfilm Games title that is going to be at maybe console exclusive or Xbox exclusive. We're not sure yet. Uh, you will be able to play it on PC just like everything Xbox uh, makes. But I'm not sure yet if it will be, if it has been confirmed and I, I just have not seen it. I, I apologize, but I have not seen it confirmed quite yet that it is going to be a console exclusive. But um, it's fair. It's a fair point. But also, Indiana Jones versus Star Wars, those are two wildly different franchises, and those are two wildly different sized fandoms and franchises. Star Wars is the biggest, if arguably one of, uh, one of, if not the biggest franchise, definitely one of the longest running franchises in entertainment. And it's been such a huge staple of entertainment for so long that I think there is a lot a uh, lot to be said about it be being locked to a specific platform. And while you can point out that Indiana Jones may be console exclusive to or platform exclusive to Xbox and PC, on the flip side of things, those are two wildly different sized audiences. Let I would love to hear what, what you think. Reach out on Twitter if you're watching this on YouTube, the comment section. If you're listening to the podcast, shoot us an email, contact at uplinkpodcast.com. For sure, I would love to hear your 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 thoughts and your position on this. If, you, if you're an Xbox fanboy, if you're a PlayStation fanboy, if you're like me and kind of like platform agnostic, let me know. I would love to hear your thoughts. But I think ultimately... With the, the position that Lucasfilm Games is pushing themselves, the move away from EA to be the one the one platform to rule them all, the only person that can make Star Wars games, I think the I think mainly the biggest deal right now is we have so few Star Wars games that the idea of one of them being locked to a I, I'd say like, hey, if we had maybe five Star Wars games a year, or we had gotten a Star Wars games a game a year, I think this move would have been perfectly fine. I don't think there would have been as much backlash around. I definitely think there would be some backlash, but there wouldn't be as much. Let's just say if we got a Star Wars game a year, and they were big, and everyone enjoyed them. Most of them were not tied to a single platform. Most of them were enjoyable. They were high quality. I think this would be a completely different uh, situation if we had more Star Wars games. I think it's a little early on in the production of all of the Star Wars games that they have to announce a Star Wars game to be platform exclusive. I think if, like like I said, if, if they had more Star Wars games more frequently, it would be completely different. I don't think there'd be as much of a backlash around it. But the main thing is we don't have many Star Wars games right now. And the fact that one of them would be locked to a specific platform, uh, not many people have a PC that would be able to run it at, at next-gen console specs. Not everyone is as fortunate to have the, the, the rig or even be able to buy a PS5. Uh, now, there, there comes the question of when this game is going to be coming out. Uh, we don't have an actual release date for this game. 
we just know that it is going to be coming out. Uh, I wonder if, depending on the contract that was signed to give EA exclusive access, if that was, if it's still in effect, we won't see it until 2023 because Bioware EA is not a part of this whole thing. But if it is something around, if maybe there was a clause or an exception in that contract that that said, oh hey, if if we in the future want to open it up to other other things maybe it there was this, this broader 10 year span but like it said for the first six or seven years you could actually it is 100 percent you and then we have a, a time frame where we can reevaluate it and see if we want to continue this contract that could be a possibility if it is something that happened then maybe we see it next year i think from the rumors that we've heard about it being worked on it is possible that we could see it technically done next year but i think if it if that contract is still in effect 2023 is when we're going to be seeing this game because that is the official end date for the ea exclusivity license i don't know i i think it's it's a big deal uh ultimately to fans who want to play a bunch of star wars games like we all do we all want to play star wars games but maybe we're not able to it's like getting a playstation 5 or an xbox is just super hard right now Uh, but maybe they're thinking by the time that the game comes out there's going to be a lot more people with a lot more of those consoles in the 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 realm that uh they can say hey yeah we're gonna have we're gonna have at least i don't know a bunch I slap this amount of numbers on it, and that's good enough to launch a Star Wars game. I don't know, but I think Lucasfilm Games has really jumped the gun on what they can really ask players to accept. They have a lot to earn back in terms of what they want to... The the, the goodwill of, of players has been lost a lot. While I love every single game that EA made, I think they are some of the best games in the Star Wars lineup. We just didn't get as much as I would have hoped, and the games that we did get were always... There was this tinge of controversy to them, uh, except maybe Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, that was like one of the games that was just perfect. It was so good. Uh, but like Squadrons, they had controversy because they, they didn't... They weirdly didn't launch a, ga- a way to support the game monetarily. They they canceled support. They didn't have any plans for support. It was it had such a, a straight line to success. And if they really supported that game, I think we could still be enjoying that to this day. Um, and then Battlefront 2 had, I mean, do I need to even say anything? It had the huge controversy. Battlefront 2015 just did not launch as well as people had wanted it to be. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. I, personally, I think it was fantastic. I love that game. One of my favorite Star Wars games, period. But in terms of every every single player, they didn't have the classes, which really people really wanted. They they didn't have as much of the content people really wanted. They were sticking to the original trilogy, and like they they didn't have the full experience people really wanted to see. And I I think there was not really controversy, but just a little subpar reaction to that game that I I think really hindered its growth. And towards the end, it was it was it was struggling in terms of keeping players involved and engaged because they had that the, the DLC pack system. That was that was how they really touted the game. So I think there is a lot of. A lot of growth that is needed, and I think Lucasfilm Games is really pushing, jumping a little too, too fast 
in terms of already having an exclusive Star Wars game when we don't really have that many. What is great, though, is we are on a really good trajectory in the maybe next three to five years that we're going to get a really strong showing for Star Wars games, uh, excluding uh, some of like the Disney Infinity stuff and the VR games, specifically EA produced stuff. And I'm also excluding mobile. Like I'm, I'm looking at a very specific subset here. Uh, but we got four mainline AAA Star Wars games from EA in the almost 10 years that we've seen from them. Uh, and then going into the next lineup, now that we have more of an open uh, trajectory for Star Wars games in terms of who can develop it, we have KOTOR Remake, we have LEGO Star Wars the Skywalker saga. We've got Star Wars Hunters, which will also be releasing on console, and there's rumors that maybe it'll also be releasing on the other consoles and PC. We'll see how that goes, but for sure Nintendo Switch and mobile. So not necessarily a AAA experience, but could end up being something along those lines. And then we also have the Ubisoft Star Wars game. So that's four Star Wars games we have lined up for the next three to five years, which is really, really strong. And it's a good showing. So we could possibly see multiple Star Wars games in a single year. We could see a Star Wars game a year for a good while. We're definitely going to see two Star Wars games next year. Maybe more. Maybe We'll see. But we have Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga and we have Star Wars Hunters that is uh, opening up it, its uh, early early soft launch. So I'm really excited to see what that game is all about. Definitely make sure to uh, follow the podcast on your podcast app of choice to make sure you're, you're staying up to date. You make sure you get this episode, those episodes downloaded. And if you do enjoy the podcast, definitely leave us a review. But uh, I think with that... That's a good overview of KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic, the remake, the details around the game, the details around the developer, and the uh, controversy that's been going on in the Star Wars community this week. But overall, I'm really excited to see what KOTOR ends up being like, if it is that spiritual successor remake type thing or what ultimately it ends up becoming. Hopefully they step away from the turn-based action and fighting, because that's not my jam, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully hopefully they take a, take a step away from it, but we shall see for sure. If you did enjoy this podcast, definitely do consider leaving us a review uh, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're following the show on your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can find the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, you name it. You can find it there. Uh, Definitely give us a follow. If you're able to leave a review wherever you are, definitely do consider leaving us a review. If you would like to support the podcast, definitely do consider uh, supporting us on Patreon. It is a great way. You get an extra bonus podcast called Uplink Plus, where myself and editor and partner on a lot of Uplink stuff, Dinko, Well, we work together and we make a podcast on all the Star Wars movies that we've been working through. So definitely check that out if you'd like to support us monetarily. Helps us a bunch. Check out our YouTube channel, Star Wars Uplink, for shorts on lore, as well as reaction videos and breakdowns, as well as more lore videos, longer in-depth stuff. Definitely check that out. Search for Star Wars Uplink on YouTube and you'll be able to find us there. We're doing a lot of really good shorts on Star Wars lore that you might not have known I've been really enjoying uh, seeing those as they get produced by Dinko. But yeah, definitely let us know. And as always, thank you for listening. And may the Force be with you.